0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
1: So Austria's right-wing government has collapsed. And the reason is a secret meeting in Ibiza between a far-right party leader and a fake russian operative today on the show we're going to talk about this truly wild scandal this is worldly from the vox media podcast network i'm zach beecham here as always with jen williams and alex ward
2: hey guten morgen
1: yes alex just spoke to you in german because he is in fact in austria right now on the ground for other reasons but happily at the onset of this crazy scandal alex was there perfect timing All right, Alex, why don't we uh, start at the beginning before we get to your experiences on the ground. So the guy at the center of this is the vice chancellor of Austria, Heinz Christian Strache. right? So what's his deal?
2: He was the vice chancellor of Austria, basically the number two. And he headed the Freedom Party, which is the far right party here in Austria and is really among the most successful far right parties in all of Europe. It has its pretty bad uh, origins, including being founded by basically SS officers, so having close ties to Nazis. And over the course of its time in Austrian politics, it has done things to become a bit more accepted uh, within the country, but it's still quite xenophobic. It's anti-Muslim, anti-immigrant, anti-elite, and of course, very populist. So it's basically turned into a modern day far-right party. With the occasional nasty anti-Semitism
1: scandal. So that stuff isn't entirely abolished. It's still in the DNA of the party. Now, they've had success recently, right? So they were in a coalition government before, as recently as the year 2000. But their biggest success of note since then was in the 2017 election. The mainstream conservative party, the People's Party, won the most seats in parliament, but it wasn't enough to govern alone.
0: Right. So, the way the government works in Austria is that you have to basically build a coalition with other parties if you don't get enough of the votes to have a majority yourself. So, the People's Party wins a bunch of seats in parliament, but they have to work with other parties. So, they pick this far right Austrian Freedom Party. And that's their buddy, that's their partner in this coalition government. And the People's Party, the one that won the most votes, is led by a guy named Sebastian Kurtz. Um, he's young, he's in his 30s. He's been pretty tough on immigrants in the past. So he'd kind of already adopted, like, a lot of the Freedom Party's kind of far-right rhetoric during the campaign. So it kind of made sense for them to be, like, natural allies. So they formed a coalition.
1: Yeah, he is one of the world's uh, youngest heads of state. It makes me feel a little bit unaccomplished, given that he gets to run a government (laughs) at around my age. And I would feel more jealous if he hadn't partnered with a truly vicious party and won a campaign based on anti-immigrant demagoguery, which now seems to be blowing up in his face because of this secret meeting between Straka, his coalition partner, who he was trying to moderate, and this fake Russian operative person. The meeting happened in July 2017, three months before the election, and it was secretly taped,
2: and the tape was just released last week. So this video contains some extraordinary images um, using s- hidden cameras inside a luxurious villa in Ibiza. And what it shows is that Straha and a member of his party are talking to this Russian woman and they're basically colluding in order to win the October election.
0: Right, so just so you can picture this, Basically, like you're looking at a couple of people sitting around like a table on these really nice couches in this fancy hotel in Ibiza, and they're having this conversation and they're basically like, look, there's this Russian woman there. She says, hey, I'm the niece of this big, rich Russian oligarch, and I've got some money that I want to invest in Austria. What do you got for me? And they're kind of saying, well, once we're in government, we can give you all sorts of lucrative contracts. But to get us there, how about you spend some of that money— buy half of this newspaper.
2: And this video is six hours long, but there are two parts you should really know about. The first is that Strache is talking. And what he says is basically this. Look, as soon as she takes over the Kronen Zeitung, and that's referring to a very popular Austrian newspaper, we have to sit down and say, there are three or four people who have to be dumped.
1: So I want to be clear on how wild this is, right? Essentially, the argument here is that we need to get this Russian woman and her oligarchic backers to buy a major Austrian newspaper and to fire the journalists that are critical of the far right and the Freedom Party. And like that, that is as if the Trump Tower meeting had had an explicit agreement to like buy the Wall Street Journal. And transform it into an even more right-wing, hardline Trumpist thing than it already was. It's, like, really extraordinary.
0: Fire all the people who don't like us. Start giving us really positive coverage. We'll get elected. And then we can give you a whole bunch of contracts. And you'll make money. We'll be in power. It'll be a great deal. That's what they're literally sitting there discussing for, like, six hours.
2: And just in case you didn't think they were being super explicit about this, what Straka goes on to say is— If the medium pushes us all of a sudden two or three weeks before the election, then we don't get 27 percent of the vote. We get 34 percent. So what he's basically saying is, hey, if you buy a major stake in this extremely popular Austrian newspaper, then my party is just going to gain more votes. Like you're going to be helping us out by making us look good ahead of the election. We will gain more power and ultimately have more authority in the government, which therefore allows us to give you more money. I mean, it's it's a very explicit quid pro quo.
1: The part that really stuck out to me related to that uh, is when they say, we want to build a media landscape similar to Orbán's. Now, Orbán is Viktor Orbán, uh, the head of the Hungarian government, who has, and I know this from my own on-the-ground reporting there and research— basically turned the media into an extension of the state. He has bought up or taken control over, through various different quasi-legal pressures, the independent media. So they own or their allies own roughly 90% of Hungarian media. So this is essentially an admission of intent to subvert Austria's independent press and turn it into a pseudo-authoritarian state like Hungary where there's no check on the far-right government. That is... A wild thing for somebody to say in a democracy. Yeah,
0: basically it would be like them coming in and buying the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, MSNBC, the Washington Post, and CNN, firing everyone who doesn't like Trump, and installing people who used to work at Breitbart. Like, that's essentially what we're talking about here, but in Austria.
1: So, uh, there's a twist, though. This Russian woman they've been talking to the whole time while they're six hours long, lots of drinks, lots of plotting, Uh, not a Russian oligarch's niece, as she claimed— Rather, we don't really know who she is. We do know that she set them up and uh, had hidden cameras all throughout the event. And stalk, even at one point, it's like, this is a trap. This, is, this has to be a trap. But he keeps talking anyway. Um,
0: yeah, that's what's so wild, right? So this whole thing was completely fake. They don't know there are hidden cameras there. They think this woman is legit, so they're having this real conversation. But there are times in this long conversation where Straha and his buddy, who are sitting there talking, are like, "Eh, I'm not sure if this is, like, totally on the up and up. And he, like, leans over and he's like, it's a trap, dude. It's a trap. It's a trap. But then he keeps talking and eventually goes back to being like, no, it's not a trap. We're cool. And keeps discussing this quid pro quo deal.
2: To be clear, two German newspapers published this. They were given the video by a source, and they won't say who it is, but they have confirmed that the video is real.
0: Yeah, they and- even actually went to the degree of looking at internal photos of the hotel room to make sure that it matched the building that they said it it looked like. Like, they literally were like, okay, does this make sense for the lighting at the time of day? To really try to figure out, has this video been doctored in any way?
2: Yeah, they even eventually texted Strache and they were like, he was like, yeah, it's true. Uh, (laughs) So, I mean, this was a a massive deal when when it was released here on Friday. Um, As Zach had mentioned earlier, like Strache and then uh, his buddy at the meeting, who was actually a top member of the Freedom Party and and became a high-level parliamentarian, they basically brushed it off as like, look, this was a private conversation uh, you know we were drinking, we were just talking, and frankly, we were discussing this in a way to do like legal moves like there are ways to give legal donations and to do this in a on the up and up and uh, and to their credit, like throughout the video, you do hear Straka being like, "Look, there are sort of procedures and legal ways we can do this yeah, he keeps but, saying
0: it has to be legal, it has to be legal
2: right. But, like, let's be clear here. Like, from what we've already heard, and again, there's a lot more, like, there was very clearly an understanding they were trying to reach here. Um, It was supposed to be a quid pro quo. It was meant to subvert democracy in Austria, to help them out, uh, and to give them more power, and in exchange, give money to uh, the niece of a Russian oligarch. Like, it's as as clear as day.
0: I just want to add one detail here. At one point, you know, Straka, again, like, has said, yeah, you know, this tape is real. But he went on to say, look, we were drinking, we have some drinks, and Yeah. I mean, I was maybe trying to impress a pretty lady. So his defense is essentially I was drunk and trying to hit on a Russian lady, not I was trying to sell out my country's political system to the Russians.
1: Who among us while we were dating has not attempted to sell out your country to the Russians? I mean, it just seems like a normal part of the dating market to me. Strache's excuses, it was legal and I was trying to impress a pretty lady, did not go over well with the Austrian people who were furious for obvious reasons. So eventually Strache resigns and the government falls apart. In a coalition government, you need to have a majority of votes to have confidence in the prime minister, uh, the chancellor in the Austrian system. It's the same job functionally. And the chancellor... Kurtz decides that he can't sustain a government without the Freedom Party and calls for new elections in September. And there's been even more ramifications since then, right, Alex?
2: Yeah, in fact, on Monday, he fired the interior minister, who was also a top Freedom Party member, and other ministers in the government that are from the Freedom Party— uh, resigned in protest that included the defense minister and so this this government's an absolute collapse it is an as we view u- a word we've used for for brexit a lot it's an om it's an omni shambles um and i you know i'm i'm currently in a country with like no functioning uh government which is uh, but super they, exciting they
0: just signed, they just swore in the interim government
2: well what they what they've done is basically they have like caretakers Um, they've, they've like, there is a government, like there are people running a government, but there's no like legal, like this team one. And so like for every ministry they've put in like caretakers.
1: Okay. So it's not like, it's not like a Mad Max, no government at all situation here. Like, like saying I live in a country with no government, you're overstating it a little bit.
2: Of course, I was doing it for effect. But yes, it's, you're right. It's not, you know, I can walk down the street, everything's fine. Like, life goes on here in, in Vienna um, and in the country. But what is true is that, like, the people are, of course, angry and they are upset that, like, what they suspected in terms of politics, um, There there's these widespread suspicions in Austria that, like, these kinds of backroom deals have been happening, that they've been getting kind of screwed by their politicians and, like, this has only confirmed those worst fears. And... In fact, the, the the maybe the most noticeable effect so far has been that the protests that usually go on against you know conservative and far right government have only grown since uh, what's been called Ibiza Gate. With a very fun little tidbit, which is the Vanga Boys song "Going to Ibiza" is just blasting all over the city.
0: Right. So if you haven't heard this, it's like this like super poppy like dance song. <laughs>
2: People are just blaring it from their cars. I, before we started taping, I could hear it through uh, the window that, uh, that I'm near. Uh, I've heard it walking down the streets. I see it at protests. Um, I mean, this is a very big deal. Again, like... Is the country on the verge of collapse? No. Is is there widespread unrest? No. But people are are visibly angry. That that's all they can talk about. In my just casual conversations at like grocery stores and on streets, like this is the only thing people care about. And they genuinely are upset. They are genuinely um, angered by what they felt is is a betrayal of of the Austrian government.
1: Well, widespread collapse, widespread Venga boys. I mean, who's to say what the difference is? But look, after the break, we're going to talk a little more seriously about the effect of this scandal upon the far right in Europe and what it says more broadly about these kinds of anti-immigrant parties. Welcome back. This scandal is very Austrian, right? It's it's about things that happen relating specifically to Austrian politics, but it also reflects broader trends in the European far right, which has long been charged with – an authoritarian leaning, and being worryingly close to Putin and Russia. Uh, So in some ways, this isn't just about Austria. It's really about what to make of far-right populists in Europe
2: today. No, that's right. When Kurtz, the chancellor, invited you know, the far right here to join the government. The plan was that maybe they will moderate. Maybe they will come a bit more towards the center and not act in the way that, you know, far right parties in Europe have acted. Well, what did this scandal show? It showed the authoritarian leanings, right, trying to basically subvert the free press in Austria. Um, Two, it showed that there was quite literal, at least an attempt at quite literal collusion with Russia. Um, And so, like, the things that Many people have worried about what far-right parties in power would do, like, proved somewhat true. Um, again, to be clear, this video was filmed before the Freedom Party entered the government, before Stracha became the vice chancellor. But still, like, these were the kinds of machinations happening only months before the vote actually happened.
0: And I think it's interesting that, you know, okay, so this video has been out there for all this time. Why now? Why all of a sudden? And my guess is that it has to do with the European elections, right? Currently, Europe is getting ready to vote for the European Parliament. It's, like, the legislative body for the EU. Uh, It's organized on the national level. So, like, you have candidates, candidates in Austria. You have candidates in other countries in the EU uh, who are running. And there's been this, like, far-right kind of coalition that's been forming around this, like, right now. We have a really great piece up on the site, on Vox, talking about this. But basically, all these, like, far-right kind of leaders from Italy, from France— Um, from the Netherlands, are all kind of getting together and trying to run as this kind of like block in the European Parliament as a way to kind of essentially change it from the inside, right? Because they're kind of EU skeptics, right? So all of a sudden, this far-right party, right before these elections, this video drops, this huge scandal of them colluding with Russia, right? So it's like a really interesting timing. And it, it really is kind of In my mind, the way I see it is like, whoever did this? And again, we still don't know, right? We have no idea who's behind this. The two German news outlets that ran the video, they know the source and they verified it, but nobody else knows where the hell this came from and who did this setup. But to me, it seems like it was pretty strategically, you know, timed to make the far-right parties look really bad.
1: So my guess is it won't have a huge impact outside of Austria. Uh, So somebody recently asked an official in Germany's far-right party, Alternatives for Deutschland, about the video. And he's like, that's the Austrians. I'm paraphrasing. It's the Austrians, not us. That uh, We didn't have any role in this. And so that seems to me like, electorally, it'll be a persuasive defense. Ideologically, though, I don't think it is. Uh, the reason why is that people have described European right-wing populism in sort of two starkly different terms, right? One is as a voice of the people, a challenge to liberalism but not democracy, to liberal ideals about immigration and open borders and integration and a, and a defense of national values, right? Not anti-democratic. But the other vision, the vision that I think is more clearly correct, is that these parties are challenged to democracy itself. Liberal democracy is a package, right? And you can't have these extreme xenophobic kinds of politics without, to a degree, challenging the idea that all people should have equal rights to participate in society and without moving in an undemocratic direction. And you've seen that in countries where the far right has taken power, like Hungary and Poland. Um, But here you have a more classically Western country, its far right party, openly admitting that has, it has authoritarian pro-Russian leanings in, in a way that's remarkable. I mean, now the video was secret, so it wasn't open, but it's,
2: it's openly. Open yeah, it's open <laughs>
1: now. And it to me, this is the heart of the particular far-right moment that we're living in broadcast on international television for everybody to see.
2: And so this is where I'm interested about what's going to happen next. I mean, here in Austria, again, just to reiterate a point Zach made, is like they'll all say, even experts here in Austria will say look, we're a small country. Like, it's not really going to reverberate elsewhere. And yet, you do already see a lot of these far-right leaders around Europe like completely ignoring this Austrian scandal on purpose when they're pressed on it. They are trying to to get away from it. And so, what I'm interested to see will happen here in Austria is like the future of just the Freedom Party. Does it make a comeback or is it kind of dead for a while? And if it will dent this, you know, far-right Euroskeptic project happening throughout the continent, you, you could imagine that you know even as the germ- some Germans would say like "All right, fine, that's happening in Austria, but like you know people around the the continent are reading about this scandal, they are seeing. That obviously it's just one party here, but maybe this is a general feeling among these far-right parties. And so do I think it's going to lead to a complete collapse of the ideology on the continent? Absolutely not. That's likely going to continue going forward. But if it stalls the progress even a little bit, well, that would be uh, a a quite big development from this alone.
1: All right, so we're going to leave you there on a... Strangely hopeful note for Worldly. Uh, I want to thank our producer, Bird Pinkerton. I want to encourage you all to rate and subscribe and review Worldly wherever you get your podcasts. And that's it for the day. Auf Wiedersehen.